Welcome to the Gut Goddess Show, a podcast for women who are fed up of being tired, bloated, and riding the hormonal roller coaster. This is for you if you're ready to create a better belly and gut health, balance your hormones, and create a more peaceful, happier mind. I'm Kezia Hall, your host, holistic nutritionist, coach, mom to young kids, trauma thriver, science and holistic geek, and this show explores my three-part methodology, the three F's for feeling good, food, feelings, and function. So if you're ready to create pain-free periods or ditch the toilet, food, and IBS drama and just create a normal, joyful relationship with your body and with the food that you eat without overwhelm, restriction, or crazy health obsession, this is the podcast for you and I am so glad that you are here. Let's get started with today's episode. In today's episode, I'm sharing with you and giving you my four-part blueprint on how to handle stress. Because stress is a part of life and it will come up and most of us have never been taught how to handle it. So I'm going to share with you this blueprint, this four parts or four areas that you need to handle or things that you can do if you're feeling chronically stressed, overwhelmed, burnt out, or just like you can't just seem to get off that stress treadmill. I've got some really practical tips and things that you can do this week, today, that are actually going to help you to lower your stress and feel better fast. Sounds good, doesn't it? Because I I don't know about you, the last couple of months, I have definitely noticed there's just been some stressful things going on. And so these are the things that I've actually reflected on and have been implementing myself. And also the things that I talk about with my clients all the time, because a lot of time when I'm working with people, because I'm working with people with health issues, you know, that can be stressful. And just the modern world is <laughs> can be pretty stressful. So I hope you find this helpful. Otherwise, thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for being here. If you haven't left me a review, please do. I would love for more people to hear about um, this podcast. Um, otherwise, I hope November is treating you well. We are nearly at the end of the year, which is just crazy. I was chatting to a client. I was actually chatting to a client I worked with six years ago. She's... Um, I was, she did my Beat the Bloat program a couple of weeks ago and I was like, oh my goodness, I worked with her in like 2017 and I was like, we're, in, we're near the end of 2023. It's just crazy. And actually this client was someone I worked with, with um, struggling a lot with chronic fatigue and yeast issues and all these kind of things. And it was so great to check in with her because, you know, she's now, she had to go back, she had to work part-time when she was really struggling and really struggled with work, struggled with her kids and now she's back working full-time in a big, like a full-on job, able to do stuff with her kids, um, and just has never gone back there, if that makes sense. And I, do, I always keep in touch with my clients because I, well, I really care, first of all. But also I like, I love to hear how the goal is that when people work with me, that we really create change that lasts for life. You know, it's not like some healthy flash in the pan. It's more like the deep foundational work that shifts things now, but actually for years and years and years to come. And that's what I see happening with my clients. When we really get to the root cause, when we really get to the bottom of things, stuff changes and it lasts. And it's just, you know, it's essentially because we create a lifestyle change. We create habit change, routine change. And often that does require a lot of support that is hard to do on your own. And so it's always just so encouraging when I hear from clients who are like, yep, still feeling amazing. Thank you. I'm like, oh, wow. So anyway, there's a bit of good news for you. 
Also, um, I have a special offer in November. So if you come and work with me in my signature Well Woman Accelerator program, which is a four-month program, two things. First thing is you'll get a free place on my shift retreat in 2024. So that's saving you one and a half grand, essentially, which is incredible. I just, uh, yeah, so fun. It's so fun to be able to do these offers like this. Um, and the next thing is you'll also lock in my current pricing. So my prices and the investment to work with me is going to go up in 2024 based on a couple of changes that I'm making to how I work and do things. So if you want to, if you've been thinking about working with me for a while and really wanting to, but putting it off and feeling scared or resistant or all these things, which are totally normal, I really recommend you sign up to talk to me now and get started now, or at least discuss it with me in a free clarity call, because then you'll save not only the one and a half grand on the retreat, but also from the price increase. And it's probably going to increase by about 20%. So you could save, we're talking about like thousands here. Um, so I really recommend you go to keziahall.com forward slash book. That's keziahall.com forward slash book. Book your free clarity call. It doesn't commit you to anything. It's just a conversation. We can chat it through. You can answer your questions. We can figure out, you know, you get all your questions asked, asked, answered, and then you can go away and decide what you want to do. You do need to sign up by 30th of November in order to get the free retreat place. Um, so, and there is only three spaces available. Okay. So there's only three spaces available. I would love to work with you. I know I can help. And if I can't help out, also tell you, um, and there's so much you can do to feel better. So, so much. It is crazy, crazy. Also in November, I am running my free email series called Hope and Health. So if you are wanting to need, well, not wanting to, if you need some inspiration, if you need some motivation, if you feel like you've actually just been really disappointed and are lacking hope around your health and just in a total rut, join this free email series. Every Sunday, I'll send you an inspirational and educational email that's going to help you to have hope again around your health, help you to know what's possible, and also give you some practical strategic stuff. So you can join that by going to keziahall.com forward slash hope. So free email series, you can unsubscribe at any time, Sunday mornings, arrive in your inbox, and I'm going to be giving you one massive dose of inspiration and motivation every single Sunday. I might even throw in some like recipes and cake also because let's be honest this is how i roll people okay let's go on with this episode let's talk about stress baby let's talk about you and me let's talk about all the wild things all the stressful things that can be let's talk about stress let's talk about stress i i didn't plan that impromptu sing song but there we go but that's what we're talking about because I have had lots of conversations with people, either new clients or people thinking of working with me. And also this is something I've noticed in myself and just a lot of us are feeling stressed out. <laughs> it's just, and maybe it just feels all overwhelming and you're not quite sure how to get out of it. You feel like you're burning out or have burnt out or on that path and it just feels like a lot, the life juggle, what, or maybe just really stressful circumstances going on, things out of your control, whatever it is. I want to talk about today and create for you a roadmap of how to handle stress so that you can be really equipped and empowered to walk through this because life will have stressful things in it. It's just, it's just, that's just part of life. So we need to know how to handle it. And chances are, 
If you're anything like me, I didn't grow up getting like taught this like handbook of like, here's how to deal with stress. Here are some tools. This is what it means in your biology. Here's how to calm it down. Here's how to complete the stress cycle. Here's how to lower your cortisol and adrenaline when it's high. Like how, here's how to recover. I never got taught that. You didn't get taught that. So I'm going to teach you today. Okay, so I'm going to share with you a bit of a roadmap and as much as I can in the time given. But obviously, this is not going to be an extensive look in ha- uh, an extensive. Uh, is that the right word? Anyway, there's a lot more I could say on this. So I'm just picking out some of the highlights. But this is something obviously I work with with my clients all the time. And if I'm being really honest and a bit vulnerable, I have found the last couple of months really stressful. Um, and I've noticed it in myself. And so this is a process, what I'm going to share with you is something that I've been working through and um, just being aware of and applying to my own life. Because when it comes to stress, it can be really helpful to learn what that feels like in your body. So not just what is going on in your mind, but what that feels like in your body. Is it that like wired but tired feeling? Does it mean you don't sleep very well? Do you suddenly get really bloated? Do you get awful bowels? Does your eczema break out? Do your periods get affected? Um, I know for me, if I'm really stressed, I will um, sometimes get eczema, especially if I'm um, had a lot of cow's milk. And sometimes my period will come early if I'm really, really stressed out. Um, sometimes I might get bloated as well. Very rarely does that happen. But those are some of the things I've learned. But you'll maybe have your own kind of tells, as it were. So it can be really helpful just to look. Instead of just how it feels in your head, what does your body do when it's stressed? Does your heart race? Do you feel like you get reflux? What what does your body do? That can be a really helpful first step. And, um, and actually, that fits in with the first part of this. So I'm kind of giving you a four-part pathway. And the first part is assess. So number one, assess what is stress going on? What does stress feel like in your body? What are your tells? Because for me, sometimes my body tells me I'm stressed before I realize it in my own mind and consciousness, if that makes sense. So sometimes my period might come early. And then I'm like, oh, I must have been a lot more stressed out this month than I realized because it can be really helpful when we're having the conversation about stress. Often people think stress is just this really emotional, oh my gosh, I'm late for the school. I've got this thing at work. Ah." Like all these emotional things, which it is, but it is also how your bio, it's, how do I say this? It's also a biological reality. Your mind and emotions might not be very stressed out. You might not be thinking stressful thoughts, but the symptoms that you have are indicating that your body is really stressed. Say you're getting a second wind at night and you're waking, you're tired all during the day and really wired and awake at night and don't fall asleep. It's probably because your body is stressed, even if emotionally you aren't stressed. Stress does encompass your emotions, but it also is about lots of other things. It's not just about how emotionally being stressed or emotionally feeling like you can't cope. It's a part of it, but it's also about your biology and your state. If your adrenaline and cortisol are just really high, but they've been high for many, many years, that might feel really normal to you, but you are still stressed. And this is something I've had to work through a lot. Having a history of um, a lot of trauma and abuse, my baseline, my normal was this constant hypervigilance and still is if I'm not aware of this and practicing what I preach. So it's really important to know just because you might not feel emotionally stressed, as you would think of when we think about a stressed person, you might be constantly and chronically stressed. In fact, stress might be your normal. And that will, and I 
assess that with my clients through looking at their symptoms. And you can also run tests and check your cortisol levels and check your stress response and uh, circadian rhythm, which can be really helpful. But you've got to assess what's going on with your with your body. What does stress feel like and look like in your body? And also really, so you've got to pay attention to your emotions and how you feel, but also your symptoms. You know, you might not emotionally feel really stressed out, but your symptoms are telling you that you're stressed. And another, excuse me, <clears throat> that was an unpleasant sound. <laughs> my kids, since my kids have started nursery and school, it's, I've been like a snot fest. It's not enjoyable. Anyway, the joy of building children's immune systems. Um, so part one, assessing. The next part of that, of this assessed part of this pathway is what is real stress in your life and what is perceived? So stress can be real, meaning you are getting divorced. That's a really stressful, circumstantial, factual thing. That's stressful. You've just had a newborn baby. Factual, circumstantial, real thing. You're, someone is screaming at you. That's a real thing in front of you that is going to stress you out. You, that, so those things are true. And also we can get really stressed by things that we perceive. So if I spend five minutes right now thinking about my partner dying, I'm going to get really stressed about that and really sad. Has that happened? No. Are they safe? Yes. Am I safe? Yes. So it's a perceived threat that is stressing me out. So it can be really helpful. You can get a bit of paper, put it in two sections, write out what is real and what is perceived. So what is the worrying about things that might happen, worrying things about that happened in the past, um, ruminating on things and wondering what people think, wondering about, should I have eaten that food because of uh, maybe it wasn't organic and maybe whatever it is. So camp can be really helpful. Some of it, because my guess is that there may be some circumstances, some facts that are just really stressful. And so if I use my life for this, I would have um, real um, stress would be um, for me, having three young kids. Um, So I have twins that are two and I have a five-year-old. And I find that as a real stressful situation sometimes when they're all talking, shouting, screaming, the sensory overload, I can tell that my brain perceives that as quite overwhelming and too much and it's stressful. A perceived stress in my life would be me worrying about my son at school and if people are going to be mean to him and if he's going to get bullied and if he's going to be okay and what if he goes to an on-uniform day and people make fun of him and he's not wearing the cool things and how do I know what the cool things are because I'm not a five-year-old, I don't know what pencil cases are cool. Just see, he, and, and FYI, he's totally fine at school. That would be a perceived threat that's going on in my head that really stresses me out. And it's actually probably based on old trauma that I need to go, that, you know, that I'm, I've worked through with, thankfully, a really good therapist. So that's the first part, assess. What is real, what is perceived? Because when you actually assess things and know what's real and what's perceived, it, then you can then ask, like, what can, what, what can I do about this? Maybe you have a job you hate, okay. What's the plan for changing it? What's the plan for ending it? Maybe you're really struggling with your kids. Where can you get more childcare? Where can you get more support? How can you jiggle things up? Maybe you are caregiving to a family member how, and it's really stressing you out. Again, where what can change? And that's part two. Part two of this pathway of how to handle stress or this blueprint of how to handle it is support. You need support. The fact that you are stressed is the sign that you need support. This isn't like, well, it would be nice. No, you probably are stressed because you don't have support. Like some people find, and, and this is really common, working on their own health, changing their um, their relationship with food, getting rid of their IBS, balancing their hormones, all the work that I do as a nutritionist, 
holistic nutritionists, they can find really stressful. Why? Because they get no support. There's zero support. So it is going to be stressful. Changing habits can be hard. Changing routines can be hard. Changing your lifestyle can be hard, which is essentially what I help all my clients do. If you're trying to do that on your own, it is probably going to be stressful because there's no support, no guidance. But same with other areas of life as well. Say you're really struggling with, um, you're working full time and you are studying as well. You're maybe doing a master's degree in something to kind of, because you're interested in for a career change. Okay, where are you going to get more support? If you're trying to do those things and also clean the house and make all the food and manage the household and care for your granny and look after the dog and be responsible, you're going to need some more support. The fact that you are stressed is the sign that you need support. So where does that support come in? And this is something that's hard to do, I think, because we can feel bad for needing support. We can feel like um, we get in our own way. We just assume we can't afford things. Like a lot of people might be like, oh, I couldn't afford a cleaner Kezia. But really, if you really looked at your numbers, you actually could if you maybe just like halved the wine that you bought each month. Or actually, if you were just more intentional about your spending and kept track, you could totally afford a cleaner and save yourself stress cleaning at 10 p.m. at night, which I know some of you do. So it's can be really, where can I get more support? And don't immediately assume that you can't afford to. There's lots of creative ways of doing it. And it, there's lots of ways that don't necessarily involve money. Sometimes you just need to say, no, no, I'm not doing this. No, I'm not doing this job anymore. I'm going to look into changing my career in the next three to six months. No, I'm not helping with that. No, I'm not the only one making dinner in this household. No, I'm not the only one who's taking the kids to school. I'm not the only one who's going to walk the dog. Like some of these things don't involve money, but some of them will. Like basic things, getting a cleaner. If you're stressed, unless you absolutely love cleaning, don't do it. Either let the house be messy or get someone in for an hour to at least clean your toilet, you know, or whatever it is that bugs you. I love having, I really don't like having a dirty bathroom. So I really like having a clean, and I have so many baths, so many Epsom salt baths. I love a clean bath to go into. Also, I have small children. So like I've caught my son sometimes peeing in my bath at night. So I want to make sure it gets cleaned. Anyway, sidetrack. So part two of this blueprint is support. What support do you need? What does that look like? Um, and the fact, and remember the fact that you feel stressed or your body is telling you, you are stressed is is the lack of support most of the time. The lack of support to deal with the difficult circumstances of whatever it is, divorce, moving house, having young kids, the lack of support to help you deal potentially with the more perceived threats, the anxiety, the the doom thinking, the spiraling, the lack of support there to actually help you, a lack of coaching, a lack of framework for your mind. Support, okay? So that's part two. Part three, how do we handle stress? God look after the body. God, look after the body. Stress is a biological reality. It is not just an emotional thing. I mean, even that the fact that I say that makes no sense. Your emotions is the expression of your biology. The biology is an expression of your emotions. They are one thing fused together. So if you are stressed, you need to look after your body. And a, and a stressed body will create stressed emotions. So if you have poor gut health and um, sleep issues, you're probably going to, it's really going to affect your mood and your stress resiliency. So they go hand in hand. Remember your one body, one system. So I'm interrupting myself to ask you a couple of very important questions. Do you want to feel really good in your body? Light, bright and well, with steady energy, stable mood, glowy skin and zero drama around your relationship with food and your body. 
And maybe you know a lot, like you're listening to this podcast, you probably know more than most people, but maybe you're still struggling to see things actually change and shift. Your healthy habits maybe don't stick very well, or even when you're trying really hard and doing these really restrictive things, your symptoms are still persistent. If that's you, well, number one, I'm sorry you're struggling. I've been there and I know how hard it can be. And secondly, I would really love to help you. Right now, I have an incredible offer where you can come and work with me at my current pricing because my prices are going to increase in 2024 and you will get a free, yes, a free place at my shift retreat in 2024. So if you are looking for that ongoing support, accountability, guidance, gathering of personalized data so that you can have a strategy that you know will work along with the coaching, the mindset and the emotional support and the luxury in-person experience with me where I will literally cook for you and look after you all weekend. I mean, doesn't that just sound so dreamy? Then now is the time to sign up. Throughout November, if you sign up to work with me in my main signature program, the Well Woman Accelerator, you will get a free place at the Shift Retreat in March next year or in the second one that I run in September or October. You can pick either one. So that's a saving of one and a half thousand pounds. Plus, you will lock in at my current pricing before my prices go up. The investment to work with me goes up in Um, 2024. So this is an incredible deal. There are only three spaces available. You can sign up anytime before November 30th. And if you want to know more, find out more and explore if this is a good option for you, go to keziahall.com forward slash book. This will be your free Zoom call. No pressure. It doesn't commit to anything, but we can just chat through and then you can get all the information and figure out what's going to be the best decision for you. But book that call now. Literally pause this podcast, run over, book it in. It will take you two minutes so that we can chat through. I would love to work with you. And I know that this unique blend of science and support and coaching and personalized strategy and in-person retreat experiences is an incredibly magical blend that is going to give you the results that you've been trying to create on your own. I know that you can feel better in the next four months. I know that you can make more progress over the next couple of months than you've made in the last couple of years. So keziahall.com forward slash book. I would love to give you a free place on the shift retreat. I would love to spend time with you and help you. So hopefully we chat to you soon. Let's get back to the podcast. So the body, how can we support the body? First thing, if you notice that you are stressed, prioritize some of these things. There's way more I could share with you, but I just picked three just for focus, but sleep. Often when you are stressed, your sleep quality will often decrease, but sleep is when you recover. Sleep is your nourishment. Sleep is your healing. It's your recovery. And when you're stressed, meaning your body has been handling a lot of stuff during the day, your recovery at night is even more important than it normally is. So prioritizing sleep. So when I had a two-year-old and newborn twins, you might joke, laugh at this, but sleep was my priority. Now, I was not getting seven hours sleep a night because I had newborn twins and a two-year-old, but still I prioritized it as best I could. I prioritized getting some sleep. We worked out a shift system with my husband. I did not play the martyr card. I 
um, wasn't the only one getting up feeding them. We did shifts and I really, as much as possible, prioritized my sleep because I knew I was in an incredibly stressful situation. I knew I had to recover and heal and that I recovered and I healed in when I slept and that my children actually needed me to be well. They didn't need me to be another female martyr as history has seen a million times over. So sleep, a real priority. And I've done so many podcasts on sleep. Just scroll through, find one. They've got lots of tips for how to improve your quality of sleep. Um, I've improved my sleep so much, even after having children. Um, so sleep is a really good one, really important. And if you do one thing, prioritize sleep. Next thing, caffeine. If you're feeling really stressed, it can be really helpful to look at and assess, again, your relationship with caffeine. So coffee, tea, I don't know, Diet Cokes, anything else that has caffeine in. Caffeine, most of the time, is another stressful thing to your body. So the way that it works, the way that you get a little boost from it is that it creates that cortisol and adrenaline response from the coffee, from whatever it is. And so if you're already really stressed, you can see how you're just adding fuel to the fire or potentially adding fuel to the fire. You can kind of experiment with that and see. And obviously caffeine will affect your sleep. So you might be grabbing a Diet Coke at four o'clock in the afternoon because you're so exhausted you wanna to go to sleep. But then at nine o'clock at night, you're all like, woo, I'm gonna clean everything. I'm gonna do those emails. I'm gonna, whatever it is. And that means your circadian rhythm is really off. So assess your relationship with caffeine. Look at ditching it for a while or at least massively reducing it, especially if you're stressed and you have a lot of anxiety. Caffeine can be really triggering for those things. So that's just one simple thing to play about with if you're feeling really stressed next thing to do in terms of supporting your body. So we've talked about sleep, we've talked about caffeine. Can you guess the next thing? You probably can. I talk about this all the time, probably as much as I talk about sleep, but that's meditation. Meditation is a really well-researched and proven way to help calm your body down, to help your body feel safe. Because when we're talking about stress, you could, another way of saying that is that your body doesn't feel safe that your brain is getting a constant onslaught of threats, either real threats through someone screaming at you or perceived threats through your thoughts and ruminating kind of things that you're thinking about. So meditation is a really helpful way of helping your brain feel safe because what you do when you meditate or you do simple breathwork practices is you just remain present to the moment. You don't think about the future, you don't think about the past and you train your brain to just be present and hopefully when you're meditating with your eyes closed, you're doing it in a safe place. So you, for that moment, for those two minutes, no matter what awful stuff is happening in your life, and it doesn't diminish or bypass the awful stuff, but for those two minutes, you are actually safe and you're provided for and it's okay. And that training of your brain, that data input into your brain is going to help you to handle stress so much better. If you're wanting to increase your resiliency and uh, to stress, meditation is one of the best exercises and practices for that. There's so many types that you can do. I um, have a couple of meditations. If you've done any of my programs that I give to my clients, um, I love to meditate. I've been challenging myself more recently because I felt more stressed to meditate for longer in the morning. So I created a 20 minute, 22 minute meditation that I, I created for myself and for my clients to go through it. And it's been so helpful. Such a beautiful way to start the day. I know it sounds weird that I'm doing my own meditation, but it's really set me up to be calmer because sometimes when I'm stressed, I'll wake up feeling stressed. Some of that's also to do with past trauma and various things. So I have to be really 
um, intentional about my mornings just because there's a bit of a history there and my body has been in the habit of being very stressed and scared in the morning. So um, meditation, really key. Start with five minutes, start with three minutes, start somewhere. It will probably, if you're stressed, it's worth noting, meditation will probably feel like the worst idea on the planet. It'll feel really hard, even though it's incredibly simple and often free, it will feel difficult. So but meditate as much as you can. I love a yoga nidra. I did that um, a lot after my kids were born. I wouldn't, you know, you're not getting loads of sleep when you've got newborns. So I would take a nap, a yoga nidra nap during the day, just to make sure that amidst the feeding and the screaming and the bleeding and the breastfeeding and the pumping, (laughs) that I was getting half an hour of calm, half an hour of deep, deep rest. I love yoga nidra for that, but there's loads of types you can do. So that's part part three of this four-part blueprint is the body. The next part is kind of like a bonus extra. And this is something to play around with. And you really need to listen to your body on this. But sometimes when you're stressed, if you add in extra stress can actually help with your stress. So it's the idea of, I think it's called hormesis, when you add in beneficial stress to the body. So the examples of this are exercise. Exercise is a stressful activity to the body. You create kind of oxidative damage and you get the benefit from it because your body kind of has to recover and like deal with that inflammation, shall we say, in a simple way. Cold water therapy is the same thing. When you're going into cold water, it really stresses the body out because you're like, oh my gosh, this is cold. Why am I doing this? But you train your body to overcome it. And part of the benefit and the immune benefit and the dopamine boost that you get from it is because you've done something stressful that the body is then responded to. And that response can be really beneficial. So those things, I do those things regularly. Um, cold water right now we're in winter time. So I've got my whiskey barrel in the garden that was got filled up. So me and my husband use that most days. Um, and then I uh, also go to locks and those kind of things for like wild swimming. And exercise is really helpful for managing stress. Now, I would caveat this with if you are in complete burnout, chronic fatigue, really, really stressed out, really low energy, then you don't want to force yourself to exercise. And if you do cold water therapy, pay really close attention to how you respond. You don't want to do cold water plunges and be really wired and adrenaline afterwards. The, the, what you want to do when you're doing cold water exposure is go into it and be able to calm and actually get in a really meditative state for like, I don't know, 30 seconds or a minute after that initial <gasps> response. if that, So this isn't about like screaming. You can't, I, I do scream when I go into the water, but I don't scream the whole time. My goal when I'm in cold water is to calm down as fast as possible. Tell my body it's okay. I'm safe. This is beautiful in my barrel. I've got it facing some of the trees in my garden. So I just look at my trees and I'm like, oh, this is beautiful. I'm so grateful for these trees. And I just breathe in, even if it's just for a minute, two minutes, three minutes, I don't, I'm not trying to win any prizes here. I often try to stay in for two, three minutes. The moment the barrel is really cold, it's about like five degrees. So, um, and same with exercise. If you do exercise and are just knackered the next day, it might be too much. So that's the caveat for that. But a little bit of stress into the body can actually help you overcome stress, ironically. So those are my four kind of parts, that blueprint to help you handle stress. These are things I've been implementing more recently and it has been really helping, assessing what's real, what can change, been looking at how I can get more support. 
I've been addressing and reducing my caffeine, making sure I prioritize sleep, which to be fair, I always do. Sleep is a non-negotiable for me. Um, upping my meditation. I, again, exercise is a non-negotiable for me. It helps my mental health so much. And um, now that it's cold again, I've got the, we've got the barrel and the garden in action. So stress is a part of life, but it doesn't need to burn you out and overrule you. And you just need to learn how to handle it properly. And you do need to learn how to handle it. If you are chronically stressed, you will end up sick and vice versa. It's a bit like chicken and egg. So learning how to handle stress is something that does need to be a part of your daily practice. If you just constantly are like, blah, on this like stress train, you're, it, it doesn't bode well for you. It's, doesn't bode well. It sounds very doom and gloom. The body is not designed to be chronically stressed. So if you are chronically stressed, there will be a consequence biologically. We stress is something that we're designed to be in and out of, like a pendulum swinging. We run away from the bed, then we sleep. But most of the time, a lot of us are just constantly stressed. And so we have to address that if we want to heal and be well and feel really, really good. So I hope these things are helpful for you. If you have any more questions, let me know. If you want to work with me and sign up in November and come to my retreat, which honestly, the shift retreat is the like as polar opposite to stress as you can imagine. It's meditations and hot chocolates. And we're by the sea. We do a bit of cold water therapy. We support your nervous system. Um, there's yoga it's in a beautiful, beautiful location because beauty, that's an extra one. Beauty is, I find, a really great stress beauty, uh, stress beauty, stress buster. Same with nature. There's another bonus one. Being out in nature, really well researched to help you calm down. But if you sign up to it with me in November, you get free access to a retreat in 2024 and you lock in my pricing, um, my current pricing before it goes up in um, next year, which it will do because I'm rejigging things slightly. So I would love to whip you, but you can call at keziholdwell.com forward slash book. Otherwise I'll speak to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And if you haven't left me a review yet, please go to iTunes, scroll down, look at ratings and review and give me a five-star review and leave a few comments. That really helps the podcast to reach more people. And if you want to know more about anything I mentioned in the podcast, you can go to the show notes at keziahall.com forward slash blog. And I would love to hear from you if you have any other questions. And please share this podcast with anyone that you know that you find helpful. Screen share it, put it on Instagram, Facebook, put it in your WhatsApp groups, screenshot it, share it with a friend. The more people that hear about this show, the merrier, because more and more women need to know how good they get to feel. So thank you for being here and I will see you next week.